Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. What you say? He just a friend. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. Little Brewster's for you, 710 on your Tuesday morning. Got a lot of great feedback on Bacha Ungar Sargon's debut on the program. Congratulations to Sheepshead Bay's Bacha. But, of course, we put this uh, time aside every weekday morning for the icon, the legend. Gets big ratings noon to one every weekday. Big ratings all weekend long, overnights. And really big ratings here with me, 705 to 710 every weekday morning. Mr. Guardian Angel himself. Curtis Sliwa. So, Curtis, I got a uh, text message from a guy named Sam in Ozone Park two nights ago. And he says, Sid, we're having this huge rally at Aqueduct Racetrack where they're thinking about housing migrants. And before I could even answer whether I would go or not, five minutes later, I get another text. And it says, event canceled. That's it. And we come to find this morning that now... It looks like Aqueduct will not house some of these migrants. What's the story with uh, one of America's most prized racetracks and the migrants? That and also Creedmoor, the psychiatric facility in North Queens. Again, in typical Eric Adams, uh, discombobulated fashion at City Hall. Whenever they say they're going to put up a tent, you know it's a fugazi action. Every tent they ever put up, they had to take down. Remember, they started it first in Orchard Beach, and everyone said, Eric, there's no drainage. Ah, what are you talking about? I know. They had to take it down as soon as they put it up, and who got charged for it? We did. Then Randall's Island, same thing. Eric, don't put up a tent there. There's not enough drainage. What are you talking about? You know, (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm an engineer. I know everything. No, it doesn't work. They had to take the tent down. Again, who paid for it? We, We the suckers did. So now they floated out the idea, Aqueduct, right next to the Racino that provides so much money to the state, right? Yeah, it's a great place. And may well get a license, one of the three, for downstate to have actual regular games, you know, regular gaming. You mean table games, right? Exactly. And all of a sudden, they're going to put a tent there. There's no freaking way. And then Creedmoor up in northern Queens along the northern state parkway, they said they're going to put a tent up there. No freaking way. Don't believe the hype. This is an administration that is so dysfunctional, they don't know from one day to the next day what they're doing, other than 
Welcome to America. I'm your Papa Chulo in my $5,000 customized uh, suit as he welcomes him into the Roosevelt Hotel for processing. So I get a text from Kevin Breslin yesterday. Happens to be Jimmy Breslin, the great writer's son. Lives by me out in the Irish Riviera, as you call it. And he says, 116th Street has been voted the worst beach block in America. Yes. And I said, where'd you get that from? He said, well, I kind of said it myself, but I agree. So I often eat on 116. My, uh, the place I go to is a place called Claudette's. Me, Ava, Gabriel like it there. Ava worked there. And Claudette's is about 50 feet away from these new apartment buildings right on the beach. And who lives at that apartment complex? My good buddy, Eric Ulrich. And I read in the New York Post yesterday that uh, Eric Ulrich is in some trouble. Now, I've seen Eric and his girlfriend twice over the last couple of weeks walking down 116. I don't talk to Eric. I don't know really what's going on. But I do know this. At least he's not a rat. Wait a second. You would be quite wise not to talk to him. He's wired up like a Christmas tree. Remember when you had Joe Borelli from the South Shore? Oh, I talk to him every week. And remember I said... Tell Borelli not to talk to this guy. He's wired up like a Christmas tree by the investigators. Breaking news here. Okay. Breaking news yeah. about the investigation of your very dear friend, uh, Eric Ulrich. Uh, I, I do like Eric Ulrich. Yeah, I do so like so does the Banano crime family oh, because he owes fine. so much so money what? to them. Oh, fine. Anyway, he has been uh, questioned a number of times by Alvin Bragg's investigators. Half of the questions have had to deal with his business dealings with one Bernard Adams, brother of Eric Adams, who, if you remember, was brought up from parking cars at the University of uh, Virginia Commonwealth, where he was going to lead the security team to protect Eric Adams, remember, from the white supremacists, from the neo-Nazis, not... And then all of a sudden, remember, Eric Ulrich gets picked up November of 2022. Alvin Bragg's DTs wipe his phone clean. And then all of a sudden they release him right after two hours. Next day he resigns. And then in February, all of a sudden, Bernard Adams says, I've had it here, my volunteer post. You know, I'm going on to other things. Curtis, I just bought a house on 105th and Avenue L in Canarsie. Why do I have rat problems? I said, because Spring Creek is right there, Bernard. (laughs) There's always been rats over there. So this guy apparently is the focus of the investigators. And Eric Adams' name has been mentioned also. So you're hearing it first here on Sid Rosenberg's show. You get the prime cuts. I get the scra- I give the scraps on the <laughs> no. rip and read. I, I get, I, you know, the leftovers. I rewarm them. Yes. But your friend, Eric Ulrich, again, everybody out there, stay away from this guy. He's wired up like a Christmas tree. Half the questions that he has been asked are about Bernard Adams, who is the younger brother of Eric Adams, who was brought up from Virginia Commonwealth University where he was parking cars to lead the security effort. Remember, they wanted him as a deputy police commissioner at 225000 Everybody said, you can't do that. So he said, well, he'll do it for a dollar a year. Now, yeah. you think he was doing it for a dollar a year, or do you think he was being wine-dined and pocket-lined along the way? To be continued, and they've been asking questions about the mayor himself, of Eric Ulrich. Remember, he had that fundraiser work for all the developers in College Point, in which he was told by Frank Caron, hey, if you could get a million dollars in matching funds, 
You could be the potential uh, buildings commissioner. That's like putting the fox in the chicken coop. <laughs> that is a corrupt agency under any mayor, whether it was Rudy or Bloomberg. You're going to put a guy who owes hundreds of thousands of dollars to the Bernardo crime family, and you're going to make him the commissioner of the Department of Buildings? I still like him. I still like the guy. Don't I'm talk sorry. to him. Stay away from him. <laughs> Fine. Uh, well, when the... he pushes his collar out to you and says, can you speak up a little bit? You know, there's <laughs> the sound of the waves well, in the stop. background. He's got a dog. He eats in a bagel shop. He's a normal guy. Sure he lost is. a couple of dollars. So what? I have two in my lifetime. So yeah, what? pretty soon he'll be out in <laughs> Idaho behind a uh, uh, a 7-Eleven serving uh, Slurpees and nachos with a new name, a new identity in the Witness Protection Program. Who Who's the buildings commissioner now? Uh, Jimmy Otto. Jimmy Otto, that's the former, right. Oh. The former, uh, excuse me, the former borough president of Staten right. Island. I, I think Frank so- Morano loves that guy. Oh, yeah. Meantime, he's <laughs> sold out. He's got his lips sealed on the tuchus of Eric Adams. <laughs> You went, what the hell does Jimmy Otto know about well, buildings? What are you giving Eric? You know, he did something yesterday which made you so happy. Did you know, by the way, that Eddie Caban is Puerto Rican? Yeah, well, you might have heard that enough yet. Yeah. Uh, by the oh, way, that yeah. brings up a point, right? Yeah. Uh, Puerto Rican police commission. Okay, I got oh, it. God, who cares? Almost a Puerto Rican mayor. Remember, uh, Eddie Caban was the driver for Fernando. Yeah. Fernando. His name is Eddie Caban. It's not Eddie no, Caban. It's Caban. You screwed me up a week ago. It's Caban. This. It's Caban. Now, everybody's saying Eddie Caban. By the way, how come you haven't mentioned that no Italian American <laughs> has ever been police commissioner and no Italian American has ever been president? You keep mentioning, oh, no, no Jew has ever been president in the United That's States. That's true. Right? No Jew ever. And but look, you've had a police commissioner. How would say for one tough job? So from the but, 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 and look at the mayors. You've got Rudy Giuliani you're here in the right, city. But why no Italian-American police commissioner? Think about that. I don't know. Because they think if you have a cop who goes up the ranks, an Italian-American, how do we know he's not affiliated with organized crime? Come on. You know the old prejudice. Who was the first police commissioner of New York City? Teddy Roosevelt, right? That's correct. And when he was asked by the New York Times, hey, what do you think of them hanging Sicilians down in New Orleans? The biggest <laughs> lynching ever even one single That's day true. of lynching yes, and you know true. what he said to the new york times he said they should have lynched more of them. Wow. And that's how we ended up with Columbus Day, because people say, oh, my God. And, and that's Frank Morano's dream to be able to sit down with Teddy Roosevelt. You self-hating cheat. <laughs> All I mentioned is uh, Frank Morano or Jimmy Otto, look what you got. So uh, you've broken stories on this show about migrants, migrant shelters, people gaining very big positions in New York City. And you've even been able to gather information, to your credit, and your beautiful wife, Nancy, on the Gilgo murder story. Yes, yes. You've got some information. You've got pages today. Uh, yes, in fact, uh, as uh, John Katsimatidis, our owner-operator, great talk show host in his own right, said yesterday on your show, who signed the permits? We now know he had 300 guns in a safe. Meantime, Rodney Harrison says his wife didn't know anything that was going oh, on. I thought you were going to say the first thing that John Katsimatidis said to me on this show was, Curtis is more wrong than, excuse me, is more right than wrong. Yeah, well, you better tell Peter King, who said, oh, the FBI was involved from 2010, the beginning of the investigation, and who did you have on? You had on the DA Tierney. By the way, you did the best job of interviewing him. Thank you. And what did Tierney say? 
No, the FBI just got involved recently when I became the DA and Rodney Harrison became the police commissioner. He did say that. He said that uh, they did not get involved. They found bodies in 2010. And according to your credit to the Suffolk County DA, Ray Tierney, the FBI did not get involved till 2022. And when I offered up what you talked about, prostitution rings, some of the, I didn't use the names. I didn't say Burke or the rest of these guys. He did not cut me off and did not say no. He said, look. The fact is, the FBI, to your credit, Curtis, was not involved. By the way, I will be revealing that there was another freaky-deaky guy, part of the department then, when Burke was having sex, bondage, uh, snuff films, the whole nine yards. What? That's snuff right, films? In Oak Beach, in that gated community. Snuff films? Yes. And, by the way, he was the police chief. There was a police commissioner at that time. Nobody talks about him. I'll be talking about him today at 12. You don't want to miss it on the Rip and Read. I mean, we're talking Curtis, uh, we're I'm, talking uh, uh, bondage. We're talking drinking bodily Curtis, this fluids. Is such, this is such freaky, a great segment freaky. every day at 7.05. My fear really is the more you talk on this show, unlike Gotti, the next guy's going to get it right. Oh, there's no doubt. I want you to be back tomorrow. They're lining up. <laughs> they want to kill me. I have information that nobody else has. And by the way, look at this. I have in my hands, provided by Nancy uh, Sliwa, who does the deep dive as the e-attorney. Look at this. Guess who had a concealed weapons permit? It looks to me like the concealed weapons permit is under the name Rex Ewerman, hmm, better known as Architect Rex, who signed, as as John was asking yesterday on your program, John Katsimatidis, who signed the permits? Who signed the permits? I'm By the have... way, uh, you know, it turns out that Architect Rex was a registered Republican. I do see that. Did, did Peter King know that? He was a registered Republican right in his district? I think he knew that. Uh, really? I, I don't hear any of the Republicans say, well, he's not but, one of ours. But it doesn't say on here who signed this. Uh, doesn't say who signed No, it, it. doesn't say it, Curtis. <laughs> I'm looking for it. I see 105 First Avenue, Massapequa Park, New York, ethnicity, ethnicity unknown, license, uh, registration you know how date difficult, April 2010. You know, difficult, you know how difficult it is to get a concealed carry permit in very, New York State? Very how did he well, get... Well, not anymore. Not now that the Supreme oh, no. Court... Oh, no. They, they're not issuing any. They're sitting on it. No kidding. They're defying the Supreme Court. So I'm asking my Republican friends out there in Long Island, how did this registered Republican, Architect Rex, end up with concealed carry permits? Who signed off on the permit? Come Burke. on. I'm going to go... Oh, Nassau God. County GOP. Come on. Let me know. Is it Burke? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to let you know. Is it Peter King? Uh, no, no, it was okay. not Peter. But Peter a, King is so hopelessly wrong thinking. The FBI was wait a involved second. from day one. Is, is it Tierney? No, no, no. He wasn't there. No, no, he wasn't there. Oh, he was an ADA. He was the ADA, went right. to jail. But give me, give me one hint. Give me one hint. Uh, they're a Republican. He's a Republican. Yes. Is he still serving as a Republican? Uh, none of your BIB business, uh, all, all you need to know is, here's a guy with 300 guns in his safe. Yeah. At 110, uh, what is that? What was that? The, uh, was that the, uh, <laughs> the house of the gruesome Newsome stand? Was that the Adams family house or the Munster house? Yeah. So 110 Mockingbird, yeah. uh, like. Munsters. Oh, we didn't know, uh, the wife. She knew nothing. The guy has 300 guns in his safe. <laughs> she knew nothing at all, Rodney Harrison says. She knows more than she's willing to tell you. That's for sure. And by the way, how Rodney Harrison and uh, DA, although it's Suffolk County, 
how did this guy get a very difficult to get license to carry concealed weapons? In fact, when we talked Phil Banks, the deputy mayor of public safety in the city of New York, who's the real police commissioner who calls the shots, remember he got jammed up when the NYPD was selling those concealed gun permits. They were taken in the Vegas. The stewardess came on the jet from Teterboro and said, hey, tea, coffee, or me, would you like me to orally fixate you? And all the NYPD brass were saying, me first, me first, can I watch? Yeah, and what did Phil Banks do? He said, I'm not going down on this as an unindicted co-conspirator. I will become a confidential informer. Always look for the concealed gun permits because then you will see cops at the highest level and politicians getting wine-dined in pocket line. Who signed the permit for Architect Rex, this freak, this killer, this marauder, this lurch, you rang? To get a concealed carry permit, one of the most difficult things in New York to get. I'm coming after you guys. We're doing the deep dive. You can run, but you can't hide. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GaboLaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.